I'm curious, which philosophy do you subscribe to? Philosophy number one, your best customers should get bonuses, perks, and rewards. Or we should reward the not so great customers so they keep coming back. What is this thing called customer loyalty anyway? And that's coming up next on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that helps small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you dare to be the exception. Join our host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you develop your business so you can take the time to work on your business, not just in your business. Here's your host, Mark Hain. And welcome back to Experienced Leadership. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs can pick up core skill sets to help them work on their business, not just in their business. I am your host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain. And today I'd like to spend some time discussing customer loyalty with you. It seems so simple, but time and time again, I see an expectation from the business owners as to what they expect from their customers. So in today's episode, I'm going to share five emotional experiences you must ensure you provide if you want to build brand loyalty. And we'll get to that in just a minute. I have to say that I am so glad that you chose to spend some time with me today. I hope that you subscribe to this feed and you leave a review in iTunes or wherever you might be listening to this. It's so important that I get some feedback because I like to know that I'm on the right track. And please, if you do have some ideas for future episodes, please go ahead and share them in the comments. I'd be more than happy to investigate any subject matter that you think is relevant to you in helping you run your business. You know, since the impeachment proceedings this past week, I've been questioning a lot about what loyalty is and where allegiances should lie. Cicero said, Nothing is more noble, nothing more venerable than loyalty. If you Google the word, you find all sorts of quotes about loyalty. The only people I owe my loyalty to are those who never made me question theirs. Don't let your loyalty become slavery. If they don't appreciate what you bring to the table, let them eat alone. And finally, Joyce Maynard said, a person who deserves my loyalty receives it. So that brings us to our question of the day. So where do you stand? You designed your business in a way that fulfills your customers' expectations. Do you expect that your customers become loyal to you or does it take more than that? I'd appreciate your comments. Wherever you're getting this podcast in, put it in a comment box or share it on social media and put your comments there. I'm excited to get the conversation started. You know, I live in a very small town outside of Edmonton, Alberta. We have just over 6,500 people in town. And since we are like 25 minutes west of Edmonton and 25 minutes south of Edmonton, you could say that our local business's biggest competition is everyone. Speaking to some of the business owners, I get a sense that their expectation is that since they are local, residents should be choosing their businesses to shop at. They don't take into any other consideration. It's not, oh, you know, if my service is better than that in the city or if my offering is better than that in the city, 
no, solely it's based on I'm local. So you should be shopping from me because you're local. And as much as I agree with the theory to shop local, the expectation makes me think of a quote from Dick Van Patten years ago. He said, the only honest reaction and true loyalty we get is from our animals. Once they're your friends, you can do no wrong. And anybody who's got a dog, you can understand that. Anybody who's got a cat, well, I'm sorry. It hints that once a customer's your customer, they owe you your loyalty. But, but I hate to say it, people will always be singing in their head the Janet Jackson song, What Have You Done For Me Lately? Right? Everybody wants to know what you're doing for them. So I'd like to dig a little bit deeper right after this. Every day you perform, maybe not on a stage in front of a captive audience. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But in your business, whether you know it or not, you are performing. Thinking about your business like you have to go out there and put on a perfect show can help create long lasting success. And you can find out the secrets how in the new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater. Author, speaker, actor, and business coach Mark Hain breaks down how you can craft a solid foundation rehearse before you ever serve your first customer and take action to provide an experience worthy of a standing ovation. Mark's experience running casinos, restaurants, and hotels, as well as his time in live theater, has been preparing him to help put the spotlight on your business and give it its time to shine. Order his book, Lights, Camera, Action, today at your favorite online store or directly at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. And welcome back to this episode of Experience Leadership. We are talking about customer loyalty. You know, in one of my presentations that I give, a keynote that I, I do in a training session that I do, it's called Engageolytics. I talk about how tenuous your active participants and your ambassadors are in your business. Your customers, your staff, your members will process their various experiences as signals of your sincere loyalty. Or they won't. In his books, The Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, Stephen Covey talks about the trust bank account. The trust bank account is this theory that every time we interact with somebody, we're act actually making a trust deposit into the bank account or we're making a withdrawal. Sometimes it's just staying the same. So if you think about this idea of interacting with people as a customer, if you have a customer coming into your shop or that you're dealing with, if you look at this idea of a trust bank account, are you consistently making deposits into the trust bank account? And if you're making withdrawals, what does that look like? You know, I know a lot of people in the restaurant industry and, you know, they get upset when customers give them bad reviews on social media. And, and here's the thing with the trust bank account is people will make deposits. And I, I'm sure you listening to this have experienced this where you've been do, dealing with a business and maybe you go in once and it's a great experience and twice it's a great experience. The third time it's kind of mediocre, but because you've had all this good experience, you keep going back. And that's what it means to have this trust bank account. As long as you haven't overdrawn the bank account, you still maintain some level of trust. So I love this metaphor because what happens if you keep getting mediocre or bad service from a business that you used to have great service from? Chances are you kind of look and you go, you know what? It used to be great. I don't know what happened, but it used to be great. But now not so much. And that's where the loyalty tends to drop off. 
Ultimately, loyalty comes down to earning the trust and respect of our customers, whether they're your purchasing public, your employees, or members of your association. You might be listening to this and saying, well, I don't have customers, I have members. Well, it's the same thing. And so when we talk about customers, we're talking about those three facets. We're talking about your paying customers. We're talking about your employees. We're also talking, if you're an association, members of your association. So today I'd like to share five emotional experiences you need to create in order to build loyalty. But before I do, I'd love it if you would take a moment and write down what you appreciate about this episode as we go through it, and then make sure that you put it in the review for this podcast. It's just a little something lets me know that I'm on the right track. It also lets other people like yourself know that this is valuable information. I really am thrilled to bring you this information each and every week. So feel free to go ahead and do that. So let me give you some, the five emotional experiences that you need in order to drive loyalty. I created an acronym to help you remember, and I will put the acronym down in the show notes so you don't have to panic once we go through it and you've listened to it. It'll be there. But the acronym is ADORE. The acronym is ADORE, A-D-O-R-E. It stands for Attentive, Devoted, On Fire, Relatedness, and Established Trust. So let me dig a little deeper in on each one of those for you, and we'll get to that right after this. When you're delivering an important speech to a huge audience, it's easy to lose your place or go way over time. Give yourself an advantage with the Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app. No more checking your watch or calling for time. The Pro Speaker Presentation Speech Timer app keeps you on track with easy-to-see timers, even changing color for visual prompts during your speech. And you can set audio cues to practice or set it to vibrate so you don't even have to look. Be the pro you know you are. Download the app at speakerpresentationtimer.com. So in order to get this customer loyalty we've been talking about now, we're going to be fulfilling in this acronym of ADORE. And again, it stands for Attention, Devoted, On Fire, Relatedness, and Established Trust. Your customers need to know that you are interested in them. And so this is the very first one on our acronym, this one about being attentive. Not just interested in their business, but being attentive means you are communicating with them authentically. Being attentive means that you are not just throwing that this is our policy at them. We've all been subject to walking into a store where we see an uncaring clerk not bothering about what it is we need. That aspect of attentiveness is something that we need to quash and we need to be on top of all the time. And having said that, we do know that if you go into a boutique and somebody's jumping on you right away, that's over-attentive. Either way, Ignoring them or being overly attentive can be damaging. And so we need to be able to find that medium. When it comes down to social media, what does it mean to be attentive? It means that you're watching the feeds. Your people use social media in order to start conversations. And so if you get anything on social media, one of the worst things you can do is ignore them. And I do have a episode on responding to reviews on my YouTube channel, markhainlive.com, where I talk a lot about how to re respond to reviews, and maybe one day I'll get it up on this podcast as well. So that is the attentive. It's absolutely essential. We are there for them first. 
The second one is devoted. Your customers need to know that you like them as people first, not as customers, not as guests, but as people. These are not numbers. These is not data points. These are individuals. And so the more you are devoted to them as individuals, the better you'll build loyalty. I would even argue that without people, we wouldn't have much of a business now, would we? The first two points in the Adore framework is being attentive and devoted, and, and that opens the door to their hearts. The next one is being on fire. You have to get excited about them. You have to get excited about your prospect of working with them. You have to have them excited with the prospect of working with you. You know, there, there are all sorts of brands out there. I was going to play some, some jingles and that sort of thing for you, but I figured everybody knows Apple, Nike, in the States, Chick-fil-A. They all have a reputation for being on fire with their customers. They're as excited about the customer themselves as the customers are dealing with the brand. But bigger than that, they also create a sense of relatedness. They create a sense of connectedness to the brand. This is something that we talked about in our episode, Yes And, on MarcaneLive.com, where I had Chris Nielsen talking about using improv and the power that Yes And can be to help you connect with your customers. But keep in mind, people don't connect with things. They connect with people. At the end of the day, if you are serving customers, if you are a manager serving your staff, you are always dealing with people. What are you doing to make your customers a part of your community? Interesting question, right? And the last one is established trust. The minute you turn to a guest in your business, for instance, if you have a restaurant and you treat them as if the only reason why they're saying anything to you is because they want a discount, or you turn to your customer who's returning merchandise in a boutique and you waive the all sales are final policy, you ultimately lose that customer. It's scary how tenuous loyalty can be. A recent study pegged that a lack of trust in business costs U.S. brands $756 billion a year. That's huge. But yet you have online shoe retailer Zappos, who has made a name for themselves with a 365-day return policy. Right? So 365 days, they don't turn around and, and flash a policy thing on what it takes to return product. Earlier this week, my wife and I were just discussing how Costco will take back any items that they sell. She was in line returning something that was a real reason to return something. And she was standing in line and in front of her was a lady who was returning a crib mattress that was two years old. Two years old. And they just took it back without any issue whatsoever. They just took it back and they maintained that customer. Both these companies take on the belief that most people are honest and trustworthy. And as the saying goes, if you hold people to a higher standard, they will strive to match it. People will climb up to match the standard you set. Is it everybody? No. But ultimately, these companies know that the people who would take advantage of such a, a policy are such a minority 
really, in the scheme of things. And, you know, this doesn't mean that you cannot fire your customers. You know who the problem customers are in your business. And at some point, some customers need to be fired. So this does not rob you of the right to run your business. So there you have it. The five emotional experiences you need to build to create brand loyalty. And it's the Adore framework. And again, that's being attentive. That's being devoted. That's being on fire. Relatedness. And of course, we have established trust. The five things you need to do to build loyalty. Now, don't get me wrong. There are other things that you need to do to build loyalty, but these are five foundational starting points for you to help build loyalty. I will caution you, though. Don't try to establish the Adore framework as a band-aid. You cannot build loyalty if it's just a quick fist, or even worse, if it's inauthentic. Nothing is worse than somebody trying to be inauthentic, trying to fix something. It can't be something you expect your customer-facing service agents to do if it's not part of your culture. So for instance, I think it was Gandhi who said that you, you can't do right in one area of life while doing wrong in another area. That means if you're not being loyal to your employees and encouraging their loyalty to you, you can't expect them to drive business so that customers are loyal to you as well. It is what you must do with your managers. It's what you must managers must do with the team leads. It's what your team leads must do with your customer service staff before they ever start building loyalty with your customers. And then, and only then, will your customers be ready to show loyalty to you. I have an organizational checklist that I'm in the middle of developing. If you would like a copy, why don't you drop me an email at mhane at markhane.com. That's M-H-A-I-N-E at markhane.com. Again, I will put the link in the show notes and I'll send you the checklist so you can sit down and review it with your team. Having this kind of a checklist thing kind of helps reset and kind of gives you a focus of where your culture wants to be. And again, it is something, if you have the humility to listen to your staff as a leader, you'll get some really great feedback. Well, folks, that's all the time that we have for today. Again, I would love it if you would give me a review on iTunes about this this episode. Is this valuable? And even more than that, though, if you know somebody who could use this information, please share this link with them because knowledge is power, but it's only powerful if we share it. And again, if you would like topics on experienced leadership of certain conundrums that you're facing in your business, why don't you put it in the comments or email it to me and I'll make sure that we get subject matter experts in to talk about it. As always, my offer stack. If you would like 30 minutes of my time to brainstorm your business with you and your team, please feel free to, to book yourself on my online calendar. That's the link that is meetme.so slash Again, the link will be in the show notes. And as always, I am at your service. My name is Mark Kane. I hope that you stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhane.com where you can subscribe to iTunes or by RSS so you'll never miss a show. 
or go directly to MarkHaneLive.com to watch the video edition of this podcast. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please give us a rating on iTunes, or you can share it and tell your friends all about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception.